All right, we are back this week. Uh, I this is Tim Crumley, and I am here with my co-hosts uh, Emma Cranston and Carlos Merced. Um, today, we're actually going to um, switch it up a little bit. We're going to talk a bit more about common sense mental health, just because I I think maybe in our first episode we talked a bit about what we do and why we're here and why we exist. Um, but we haven't really gone into that since. Um, so we're going to skip the intro where we you know sort of introduce common sense, and we're going to dive a little bit further into what it means to become a client at Common Sense and kind of what that process is, if anyone's interested. Um, and same for providers who are looking to be in private practice and looking for overhead support. Um, that's actually what Common Sense Mental Health as an entity does. Um, so we'll talk about that and as well as maybe some possible changes to our uh, podcast. I don't know why it's the possible changes. They are changes. They're happening. So I don't know why I made that uncertain. Um, but changes happening to our podcast. So we will talk about that. Um, that said, let's do a quick check-in. How everyone's doing? Uh, how is everyone doing? You guys go. First. I am doing. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm saying you guys go first. I just anticipated you would do that. <laughs> um, I am doing pretty well. It is mid. Well, actually, I guess it's late August now, and it's like I feel like today is the first day where it's officially cooling down, kind of having a little bit of that autumnal feel, um, mm. which I have a love-hate relationship with because I feel like I still have that deeply ingrained like high school sadness about the end of summer, even though I am far out of college, and that really has <laughs> no change on me. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I always get a little sad at the end of summer, so I have that, but it's just so beautiful out, and I'm still mostly stuck in the house, so oh. the walks are a lot less humid and horrible. So mm. I feel like I'm in a really good mood because I went for a walk over lunch. Um, and I'm just, I don't know, happy, mm. excited to be here. Pretty good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um, I hear you with that in terms of the, the season change feeling. And I want to be careful because we're still in summer. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, it does. It feels like that autumn, which I falls my favorite season, but it is a love yeah. hate relationship. Um, I hear you with the the sort of the history of having like summer break end, right? What that yeah. means for me too is just the fact that it's getting close to the winter, and winter is my least favorite month. I cannot stand the cold. I am, you know, it can snow on Christmas Day, and then I'm good. Um, mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. So yeah, so I don't like what comes after it and where it leads but i do love autumn um mm -hmm. for sure um and also pumpkin spice lattes that is definitely i'm, I'm a sucker for those um, no apple cider always oh oh absolutely he loves yes. apple cider mm -hmm. as well yeah always have to like go to a farm and pick up a gallon of it or something yeah i mean duh you have to and then the pumpkins you get a pumpkin you and get a pumpkin uh -huh. that stays on the you know on the deck way too long past holiday. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you have some feelings about this carlos no i'm sure everyone goes to that like you mm. leave a rotting pumpkin in front of your house <laughs> every year true we do I think everyone does that and there's that fear that it's going to break me go to move it but that you know knock on wood that has, has not, not happened. happened so yeah I think last, how, how long it was a long time last it year it was I want to say it was like was it into the new year that that thing it was like January or February that got really yeah 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 <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think we were afraid to move it because it, we knew it was frozen, but then there was the fear that it was going to break. I wasn't afraid to move it. I was adamant on not moving it because it's more of your department. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he can move that. So there was and some passive aggressiveness. It wasn't involved. passive aggressive at all. It was just me choosing not to move it. <laughs> it, it was you setting a boundary. Yeah. Mm. 
Interesting. Um, I mean, I thought we did these things together. I didn't realize it was just one one side itself. That's cool. Um, anyway, uh, this was my check in, and you just like invaded my check in space. We're engaged. There is no just your check in. Oh, uh, that's uh, okay. We got to talk about that. All right. Anyway, uh, like next podcast episode. Right. Yes. Yes. Boundaries. Boundaries. Again. Yes. Part two. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we did talk about boundaries. We yeah. did. Anyway, that's my check-in. I'm 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 done checking in now. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, what's, what's your check-in? My check-in is I have been in a good balance of like work and personal, like time, life area I guess I've been in a good spot where I'm like working enough I'm like gaming enough and I'm spending enough time with my family and my fiance and my pets and everything so mm. I feel balanced is what I'm trying to say mm. that's awesome yeah that doesn't happen often so I'm enjoying the balance nice the end <laughs> just want to note that I didn't invade your check-in. Just putting it up there. Um, but and you did just now. <laughs> you said the end. You said the end. You marked the ending of your check-in. I did. I did. Okay, I'll give it. I'll give you that. Anyway, um, so uh, no, I hear you on that. Just to add to that, though, as I am motivated a little bit. Um, just to add to that, um, yeah, I, I hear you on the balance. I'm, I'm feeling kind of similar mm-hmm. right now, which is nice because I, I don't think I really have struck that. I think I want to tangent for a moment, then we'll talk about common sense. I think the last time that I really felt like, oh, like I, I have all this time and I'm able to like kind of move in that and, and, and you know, sort of just be present um, was probably when I left the agency that, you know, Emma, you and I first worked at. I remember like the first couple of weeks, it was really surreal because my life went from total chaos to just like nothing. It was like, because no. the other job I had at the time didn't, you know, it, it took a while for me to get clients and to ramp up my role there. Um, so yeah, it was, I basically had like two or three weeks just kind of off with like a few clients sprinkled here and there. And it was really bizarre. It was lovely. It was amazing, but it was bizarre for sure. Um, it made me think of that. Like that's probably the last time that I felt that kind of balance, I guess. Um, yeah. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's said, moving on. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about common sense a little bit. Um, I, Carlos, you have some pages um, and uh, people who are uh, tuning into this may have heard you typing a little bit. You have some pages open with our website and our client portal. So I'll let you take the lead on that and talk a little bit about. Um, sure, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I actually need your token to get on here. Uh, well, all right, we'll start talking. We'll do about that it. later. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, no? No, I can do it now, but... Okay, sure. All right, so I basically wanted to go over how the intake process works for clients, myself, and providers. So if there are any, like, potential clients listening, it'll probably be a little bit easier for you to uh, begin the intake process with us. Um, It'll probably be easier for you to begin the process knowing a little bit more of how it works beforehand. Um, So basically, if you're a new client, you're probably um, finding us through like Psych Today or you, um, you can also call your insurance provider and they can provide you a list of um, 
mental health counselors, licensed mental health counselors, social workers, all that jazz that accept your insurance in your area. Um, and they'll give you like the contact information for them. Um, and if you, you know, find us on that list, you will most likely talk to um, Sandy first. Oh, yeah. So call in. we have a consulting nurse who. So, yeah. So I'll jump in yeah. a little bit. So Carlos, in addition to being a producer for our, for our uh, podcast, for Common Sense, handles a lot of the intake coordination um, and, and, and under my supervision. So he, um, you know, does a lot of the paperwork with clients. He'll, and, and again, you'll talk about that in a moment, Carlos. Yeah. But we also have a consulting nurse who um, does a courtesy call. So because our online, well, because our intake process is basically all online, um, we try to have someone call you or call the client um, just to get in touch and just to know that you have a contact here that you can reach out to if the paperwork is not working or there's any problems and just to hear someone's voice because I think that's that before we had the consulting nurse do this I think it was hard because um, yeah there'd be intakes where they just never until they reached their provider they never heard someone's voice it was yeah. all over you know which some people love that some and right. personally as a client I would love that um, same Others not only don't, but it can be a little disconcerting. You're, you're coming to therapy to work on really sensitive issues and, and, and you're, you're taking a major risk. You're being vulnerable in doing this. And it feels like you're dealing with a computer the whole time. It's just like, so we try, we want to add that personal touch. So yeah, so you're yeah. correct. So Sandy would be the first person they would probably talk to. And then they would probably go back and forth with you over email. Yes. In terms of I, the paperwork done. Yes. Yeah. I prefer to communicate over email. I'm severely introverted and I do not like talking on the phone. Mm. So if you're trying to speak with me, you'll, you'll most likely get an email from me. Um, and Sandy will basically just break down the basics of how our intake process works and get a little bit of contact information from you so that I can email you. And then once I email you, um, I'm just going to get your email, uh, your date of birth, your full name, um, what insurance you're taking and what kind of like therapy you're looking for. Um, I can also direct you to our website. Um, and when you get on our website, you just click on new and returning clients. And on that page, you'll just see a, a whole list of all our all of our current providers. Um, there's a picture of them. There's a bio of them. Um, there's an explanation of what insurances they take. Um, and there's also a list of uh, providers who are currently accepting clients because we do have, what, like 15 providers? We have 15 providers and I think only two have openings right now. And two have openings right now. And and that list shows that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then you just scroll down and you find them. And like, for example, one of those providers is uh, Jennifer Cardamon, who is a licensed social worker with us. And uh, she has a bio. She's not taking any insurance right now, but she is being paneled with CDPHP. So she'll take that soon. But let's say you did want to work with her. At the end of her bio, there's a button that says click here to schedule. So once you click that, it just redirects you to our client portal. And on here, you can request an appointment. Uh, you just hit request an appointment and then you fill in some um information and you view the available times for um, our existing or our, our current providers who are taking clients. So right now only Cara and Jennifer will pop up. No, right now only Cara will pop up. Right. Because, and so, so if you want to book with Jennifer, Jennifer you have to email me. So just a side note to that too. And, and not that this will 
you know, it, it should be pretty clear on the website, but yeah. um, we do provide it to opt out of the online scheduling because um, just for a number of reasons, there's pros and cons to it, basically. And depending on how you manage your own practice, um, it can be cumbersome or it can be helpful. So we have a couple of providers who have opted out of that. Right. Um, so, yeah. So if they want to work with Jennifer. They absolutely can. But they would just need to email or call us first. Right. Um, but if you were if she was taking clients through the website um, and you hit your available times, it'll show all of her available times to schedule with her. The thing about that is um, and this is where some clients get confused um, are we set it up so that people are not allowed to schedule with their provider um, within 72 hours. So um, like it'll give you the option to do it, but you have to call us to see if it's approved. And there's a disclaimer there that says it'll never be approved, but we can't really set it like that on the client portal, unfortunately. Um, so that disclaimer is supposed to help stop the clients from calling and trying to get in within 17, 72 hours. But a lot of time that doesn't happen and they still try. And the reason for that ultimately is... And we need time to get the paperwork done. We need right. time to get your insurance verified. And we also just need time to make sure that the um, provider can actually see you in a week. Exactly. <laughs> and that was the thing I was going to say is that providers have set schedules already. So mm -hmm. it is something more generally, you know, I mean, after three days is, is good. But I mean, yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit longer depending on the person's schedule and how right. they are. And yeah, so that's absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know, like, from my perspective, generally, I walk into my week kind of with an expectation of how it's going to look. So, you know, if I have a couple hours of a gap or something like that, that may be the time where I'm trying to, like, go get that haircut or whatever. So right. there has to be that leeway so that the counselors can either cancel your schedule whatever. Right. So that Emma can get her haircut. Because you are. Which I haven't gotten since the quarantine. It is, like, out of control. <laughs> your hair is always long, though. I love it. I know. I love it. Don't go too short. <laughs> um, but yes, it's our counselors are human, so they do have time to themselves, believe it or not. Mm, yep. <laughs> so we do need to give them a warning. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. So once you choose the time, um, I get sent the request. I verify with, I just double check with the, with the provider's uh, calendar to make sure that actually works for them. And if it does, I, I go ahead and I create your um, account on our client portal, which creates the account, but then you get an email where you need to create a password. And once that's done, you actually have the account. Um, and once that's all set, um, when you log into that, um, you'll see that there is paperwork waiting for you. And it's just our intake packet, basically. Um, generally, I will send all of the documents that we require, um, some of which you do not need to fill out. It, I also send directions where it says, you know, what's required, what's um, optional, and some of it just uh, says if it's applicable, like like for the financial agreement. I think that's not always applicable. Right. And I would say read, read the emails. Yeah. Read, read the, the website. Email. Read the emails. Yes. It is all you, Carlos. You have you have outlined it so clearly. I, I've seen it. I've seen the email templates. I see what you send out. <laughs> it is very upfront um but it's important because here's the thing it's, it's that you know there are other entities or other services that offer online therapy that try to make this process as quick as possible you get in with a provider very quickly you get
if you, you know, there's very minimal paperwork, you give, you know, some basic information. The problem with that is that it really impacts quality of care. So I'm going to nerd out for a minute here. And I have, I've had colleagues and other providers talk about that who have worked with some of these services. I have seen it myself. So partly why common sense has a lot more to the intake process in that is, well, again, going back to what you said, Carlos, we want to respect our providers and the time that they have and want to make sure that if you're getting in with a provider, you're getting in with someone who is rested and has a good schedule and is, you know, being well supported, um, not someone who's making, you know, very little money and suddenly, you know, is meeting you and didn't realize it 10 minutes ago. And and that has an impact on, on care. So there's that. And then, yeah, in terms of paperwork. This is all information that if it's completed prior to that first session, that really is ideal because then your provider has an idea of who you are coming in and it's going to save you and your provider time. Yeah. Um, that's the big thing is that, I mean, a lot of practices uh, conventionally or sort of, you know, the more uh, brick and mortar practices, you know, you're doing all that paperwork in the first session. So you're spending the yeah. first 15 minutes, hour, just going through the informed consent. And this way you get your own, you can read it on your own time. You can review it on your own time. Um, if you have questions, you can reach out to one of us or talk to your provider about it. Um, but yeah, that ultimately we want those things done so that you're, you know, equipped to engage in effective therapy, that your provider is equipped. Um, and that's probably why it's not, you know, again, I wish we could make it easier than it is. Mm -hmm. This is probably the easiest we have made it and we probably can make it right now yeah. and still get all the information that we need. Right. But reading those directions is really important. Yeah. Um, and you kind of you, you kind of need to know how to not like completely work a computer, but you need to know how to, um, you know, open a PDF or uh, we use edible PDF. So you need to be able to open the edible PDF on your computer, um, which opens it into like a um, web browser. And then when you're done editing it, you download it onto your computer and, it, and, and you save it on your computer. And then you upload that back into where we're requesting the intake document. Back into the portal. Right. So like, let's say, for example, you are working on the intake questionnaire. You click on that you get you see the intake questionnaire right there you can't do anything with it on the bottom of it you have to download the intake uh, questionnaire once you do that it'll open it up for you um and that's when you can edit it and then at that point when you're done editing it you save it to your computer and then you go back to the website and click on intake questionnaire again and then it gives you the option to upload the documents mm. um make sure you're uploading the the document you clicked on sometimes clients will upload like their insurance card or they'll upload a different document or they'll upload a blank document which then you know delays the intake process even further so if you have if you schedule the session for let's say today you go and you schedule a session for cara in three days and your paperwork isn't done and then I don't I don't hear from you because you think your paperwork's done. I have to cancel your appointment because we don't have that paperwork. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you have to you know contact me again to reschedule your appointment. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Just a side note, just to add to that. So for people who um, in terms of technology, if technology does not work well in your favor, if mm -hmm. technology is a nuisance in your life and I have clients and people I'm, I'm close with that um, it is, um, we can also mail 
paperwork? Yep, we can mail paperwork. I can I can fax paperwork. If you're in a um, like inpatient facility, I can fax it to your case manager at the inpatient facility. Um, I can. We've also had, granted, it has to be local, but we've had it where <laughs> I've you dropped off paperwork. You deliver paperwork once to a, to a new <laughs> to client. clients homes before. Yep. yep. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. If we mail it, we send that. it priority. You'll get it within a couple days. Um, I can even email it to you as regular PDFs. If the edible PDFs is just weird for you, you can, you know, I can email it to you. You can print them out, complete them, but then you need to do the extra steps of scanning them in, emailing them, all that jazz. So again, you would need to know how to, you know, use a scanner, use a, um, a printer, all that stuff. And it sounds silly to some of you, but a lot of people do have this issue yep. and it, it's fine. Like we have other ways of getting you the paperwork. Um, Absolutely. We do have a physical space in Clifton Park. I am considering having uh, certain times where um, if a client is unable to get it from mail or get it on email or whatever, I can work it out where I can meet the client in the office for half an hour to complete paperwork. Um, we are Very beginning cool. to use our office a little more mm-hmm. following um, all procedures that the CDC recommends. Yep. So that's right. Um, that is pretty much the intake process. Yeah. Now, I know I've had it sometimes where, like, if somebody is really struggling with the paperwork for whatever reason, uh, with kind of, like, advanced planning, there have been times where I've completed the initial paperwork in our first session. Right. Um, is that something that, as a an agency, we offer, or is that dependent on each practitioner? It's... That's, yeah, just answer. That's dependent on each practitioner. So that's okay. really dependent on, and it can be dependent on the case. It can be reasons why, you know what I mean? Like we've had, we've had it where, you know, a, a, a particular practitioner had a consult session with a client. So they already had a, like a 10, 15 minute call with them and they, you know, kind of know what's going on. So now they've met the, the licensed provider has now met with their client. Um, and now knowing them and knowing what they're navigating, if there is trouble getting paperwork done prior, it can be arranged in that way because it could be that, no, this person really needs services. There's, there's legitimate reasons why they haven't finished the paperwork. Let's just get them in the door and then you can do it during your first session. Um, so we have done that. And that really is up to the provider and what the provider assesses. Um, as a general rule, we expect it by the first session. Um, but really, that's up to the provider to decide, you know, is that something that, you know, is that a rule that we want to be flexible with? And a provider is always welcome to do that with any client, with any new intake. Um, that's always at, at their at their uh, discretion. Right. Yeah, because we do have plenty of providers who pretty much under no circumstance will take a client without the paperwork being done first because they do like to review that paperwork uh, oh, yeah. and see if you know they even can help the client sometimes you'll you'll think like the, the way the client will explain the case you'll think that you are you know for them and then you'll get their paperwork and be like oh no they need you know another level right. of care or they could work with another provider so um it really is important that the clients either get the paperwork done prior to the session or like Tim said, that you, the client can reach out for a free 15 minute consultation with any of our providers. Um, and that's free across the board. No one. Yeah. No, no one yeah. charges for that. And I think all the providers do it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't think of anyone who doesn't. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, and about our rates, we don't really discuss the rates. Um, 
live on podcasts or whatever, but we do offer a sliding scale um, and it's a reasonable sliding scale based on your, your yearly income. And if you do want to know more about that, feel free to reach out to my email address and I can definitely break it down for you a little bit further. Um, And we accept a a variety. A variety. Variety. I can't Uh, say that word. uh, Variety. Variety. That that sounds very. um, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. Variety. I can't say it. Like my R. Yeah. I have this problem with Spanish. I cannot roll my R's. And that is almost like a rolled R to me. Yeah, and this is some certain words where that happens for because it's the V and then the R. Time. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't mix well with me. Anyway, I hear that. We accept a bunch of different insurances: <laughs> um, CDPHP, Blue Shield, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, um, Blue Shield of North Northeastern North New York, Northeastern New York, Fidelis, Fidelis, MVP, Beacon, CDPHP, Medicare. But here's the other thing. So this is the other piece about in terms of reading through the website, and I, I really yes. want to advise clients is you're really excited about this. I really appreciate that. Yes, <laughs> you're so into this because it, it, it's it's um. Go ahead. Um, so, <laughs> yes, because each provider takes different insurances, and that is because our providers are paneled individually. Common Sense Mental Health can't really, um, yeah, can't can't panel really panel. It can't, we can't panel as a group. Um, we can, but we don't want to because it, it it makes the process a little bit harder for our providers in the long run. Well, you're thinking of something. Well, right. right, we'll talk about that in a moment. Yes and no. So we can't we can't do it as a group. Period. Just because of the kind of entity we are. Right. Um, so there's that, but. But um, people can, um, again, people can, and this is the thing, it's up to the provider too. Technically, providers don't have to take insurance panels, but if they decide to do so, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to vary. So the important part for the client is to read. So on the website, when you're signing up on that new client page, it is very, it's drawn out who takes what insurance. Please read that because it's, what's heartbreaking is someone will, will come in, we start getting them set up. We think that, you know, they're going to fit insurance wise. The client has to use their insurance because, hey, this stuff's you know, not cheap and people don't, you know, people need to have their healthcare covered, which makes sense. And then it turns out that the provider that did what they wanted and they started to sign up for doesn't take their insurance. And we have to then reconfigure all of that, which I mean, we'll do that, but it's hard because, you know, I think as a client, you start to envision and start to kind of basically marry the idea of, oh, I'm going to be working with this person. So um, please read that beforehand. It says it right under each provider on the website. Um, what insurance do they take? And if it's not clear, if, it's, if you can't find it, please reach out to us. Just know that it's not the same across the board. Um, but the other thing to answer your question, Carlos, so um, there are there are instances or there, there are times where um, yes, that that people or that um, say people groups uh, entities can panel as a group based on um, like for example, like if you're a nonprofit, like there's just different ways of, of navigating that depending on the status or the kind of company that you are within healthcare. Um, I think you were referring to something else. Probably you're you're referring to. Um, um, I, I'm trying to think of what you're referring to. It's it's like a group that gets paneled for... I, yeah, so what, what you're getting at is that there are a lot of... And this is more for providers listening because the clients, this is going to be probably... This, this, this doesn't impact clients um, <laughs> or in terms of client care. But how someone is paneled, and a lot of providers don't know this, how providers are paneled depends on how the agency you work for set you up. 99% of agencies, and I say that just because I don't know of any other agencies aside from us who, who, who don't do it this way, right? Um, most agencies panel the providers through their own tax ID or through the agency's tax ID. So yeah, you're paneled as 
you know, Emma Cranston and only Emma Cranston takes that insurance. It's not a group plan. It's not an agency plan. But because Emma's panel is through the agency, if Emma leaves that agency and goes into her own practice or goes to work for somewhere else, she has to get paneled all over again. Um, yes, insurance is not just it doesn't just suck for clients. It sucks for providers, too. Yeah. Um, just, and insurances can can decline providers. Right, right. They can be like, oh, you're a social worker. Nope, we have enough of those. Sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it hurts. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, it does. So, so, so that all said, so um, the way we do it is we panel the providers. So again, this is more so for providers. It doesn't make any difference to clients. Um, providers are paneled as themselves and through their own taxity through common sense. And that does a couple of things. One, it makes the provider more independent and we, we like to support that at common sense. But if the provider decides to leave, which I mean, I hope the providers don't, but if they do, and people do, um, they can go on and, and do their own practice. And as long as they're within the same county and area, they should just be able to keep their panel because it's their panel. It's not common sense's panel. Right. Um, so that's, I think, what you're thinking of because mm-hmm. that conversation comes up a lot internally with our providers. Yeah. Um, Again, that's more for providers listening who are maybe looking to join Common Sense. That is one of our perks is that we panel you um, as a separate, as, as you, not as a Common Sense. Right. Um, yeah, anyway, so that was a, t- a little bit of a tangent, but. Yeah. No, I know it's a good tangent because um, it's information for um, pe- uh, providers who may be looking to join us is um, if you are paneled with an agency um, and you're deciding to come over to us, um, it's a process. If, if you mm-hmm. have a caseload and you want to bring the caseload with you in order to prevent any gaps in um, continuity of care, you would need to begin that paneling process ideally before you even leave your 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 previous job mm. you want to begin that process prior to that and uh paneling process can take anywhere between like three to six months sometimes oh, sometimes at longer least, at least it could be a year or two depending on the panel depending i just got a response from one of the panelings i had done in january yeah, and uh, it was yeah. the end of august right mm. that's a good example of that and that's still yeah. not actually too bad i mean there's been panels i remember i've waited two plus years for a panel before yeah um, it's uh-huh. insane yeah it's insane and it's funny they, they approved me like within a month of me leaving that that job and they, that job had paneled me through their their oh tax so it was it was useless uh, um yeah yep so that's that's yeah, yeah that's how that's how they work um i will say and i don't mind doing this as a shout out and i don't generally shout out insurance companies but i will do a shout out just because um there's been a number of i think really positive things both from clients i work with that they, they deal with this from the client end but also from providers cdphp is a is a pretty good insurance company like i would say that they are by far of the other panels that we work with and all of our panels are, are fine. Like we complain about the processes, but it's fine. Um, CAPHP has been really like supportive to us as a group. They've been supportive to our providers um, as well as to our clients. I've had clients rave about yeah. it. Now, again, any entity, any insurance, they're going to have pros and cons, I'm sure. And I'm sure there are people out there who have not had good experiences with them. So I'm not speaking for that just from our standpoint though it's been it's been really positive so shout out to them they've been they've been great to work with and and for our for our group they've been great yeah we're not you know sponsored with them or anything it's just they have been the easiest provider to work with exactly yep the easiest definitely by far yep Yep. um yeah Uh, with that being said let's take a quick break and then we'll wrap up cool sounds good and we're back. So I'll, I'll bring it back to you, Carlos. So you're, you're running the show today. Great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I just have one last little topic and then we'll just go into like closing comments or whatever. Um, basically, um, if you really, if you see a provider that you really, really like, 
um, but they don't accept your insurance, um, there are other options we can explore. One being out of network. Um, your insurance company may cover that provider out of network. However, that's something that we do need to look into. And there's a whole bunch of different ways that we can do that. So that can be a whole nother episode in and of itself. But if you are interested in looking into that, email us and we will try and help you find um, out how that will work for you. Um, Also, if you see a provider you do like and it shows that they are not taking clients right now, uh, again, you can email me and see if that counselor is um, building a wait list. For many of our providers on the website, it shows that if they are building a wait list or not. Um, If you don't see that, um, again, you can message us and I can find out for sure. Um, and if they are, I can just email you a waitlist application. Um, we cannot guarantee any length, specific length of time. It can be as soon as one month. It could be as long as six months. It could be as long as a year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's that. Um, anything else for you guys? Uh, oh, go ahead, Emma. I'm sorry. Um, I will just say from the provider perspective, and I guess this is more directly to any potential clients. um, I know it kind of sounds like a lot initially. um, And to a certain extent it is, but I can say just from, from somebody who has kind of been on the other end of this process, uh, by the time my clients reached to me, reached to me, like to me, (laughs) by the time we are connected, um, it is like 99 out of 100 times it is such smooth sailing uh, really it's it's the initial outlay that helps to get sessions as smooth as they can go um, and when I say smooth I don't mean like painless and nobody ever cries or anything like that but you know like sessions will be sessions um, but this process really really helps to streamline it and, and make it as easy as possible so I think it's a great process that makes sense thank you that we enjoy hearing that, that. Yeah, that's, that's really good to hear that's, that's really important mm-hmm. yeah at the end of the day we want you to be able to just go into your first session and have your session exactly and not have to worry about any logistics just start talking to your provider um and most of the time that happens which is good that is really good um um, last thing or two that i'll add to this is so um not well actually yeah related so i think in our next podcast um we'll do something similar but i'll probably do more of the talking talking to our providers so people who are looking and i'm sharing this just because common sense is going to be expanding in the coming months um we have some transitional stuff that's happening but going into like november december we're going to be expanding and, and looking to add providers. So I want to just sort of talk about that a little bit and kind of how that is. And Emma, you can certainly speak to that as well. Um, so we can talk about that. And then also just in general with our podcast, I think we're going to, at least for right now, we're going to jump to every other week during a podcast, mainly because uh, of our schedules. Um, things have been very balanced. Things are going well, um, but there is still a lot going on. So um, I think that we'll get into a good groove and the topics and um, if we do it every other week for right now, and that could certainly fluctuate, we could go back to weekly or, but it seems like that would, that would be fitting right now for the things that we're focusing on. Um, but if people have topics, if listeners have topics, you're always welcome to do this, by the way, um, have topics or things they want to hear from us. They have questions about common sense, or again, I have a certain topic that they want us to focus on or questions about a topic, please feel free to email. Again, you can email our intake, uh, intake at common sense, mh.com and share again, any questions you have, and we can talk about them on the air um yeah 
Yeah. You have something else, Carlos? Um, no, I guess if you do end up emailing us um, in the subject line, just put like podcasts, um, podcasts. Oh my God, I am blanking. Questions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> podcast related item? Podcast question. Let's just put or that. Just podcast. Yeah. Just podcast. Because I can, I can see it, like an email coming from someone and it have like a random subject and I will just be like, okay, never mind. Because I do get a lot of, I've been getting a lot of spam lately. I'm sorry about that. In my email. Like, I don't understand how I'm getting added to any of these mailing lists, but I have to unsubscribe from a lot of mailing lists lately. Wow. It's insane. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, that's fair. Subject, subject it appropriately to get heard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right well so we'll wrap it up for today thank you both yeah. um thank you carlos thank you. for for going over all this oh you're very welcome no. well done carlos <laughs> thank you you should lead this more often oh no i'm okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> some of our dynamics are showing all right um have a good rest of your day uh to our listeners and to both of you and we will follow up in a couple of weeks okay bye